episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code GIRLBOSS at checkout to get 10% off. And by ShipStation. Selling online has never been easier. Try ShipStation free for 30 days by going to ShipStation.com. That's S-H-I-P station.com. And get an additional month free when you use offer code GIRLBOSS. Girlboss Radio is also sponsored by Texture. Texture is completely reimagined magazines giving you the articles and stories you really want all in one place. Start binge reading for free right now when you go to texture.com slash girlboss. Hi and welcome to another episode of Girlboss Radio from Panoply. Sophia Amoruso, the founder of NastyGal.com, the author of Girl Boss, and the soon-to-be author of Nasty Galaxy, which you can pre-order now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. On each episode, I invite a different woman onto the show to trace the steps she took to creating an amazing life for herself. Today's guest is Made Fashion Week co-founder and The Terminal Presents founder, Janae Lombardo. But first, Liz Carey is back on the show, making weird faces at me with giant period boobs. You can find her at the Liz Carey on Instagram. Please tell her to join Twitter because we're missing her on Twitter. And um, really, we're going to talk about our week and our girl boss moments. Liz, hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. Hmm. I get to see you a lot this week. I was just telling Shara that it's fun. I know it was fun. Yeah, we got to hang out. It was less fun when we weren't drinking, but I felt good when I went home. Yeah. And when I woke up the next morning and all of that stuff. For all of the, Sorry. for all of you who don't know, Sophia's not drinking. I'm stopping for a while. Yeah. Can I get this bogey off your nose right I now? I have a booger? Yeah, just a little one. Now it's gone. Good. God, who were you having nothing. a meeting like with? A crumb. I'm just going to get it off That's for you because like I'm your cornmeal. Thank you. Thank you. You're a good Yeah. Friend. You've don't embarrassed you, me publicly. Don't you hate it when you are in a meeting and then you get in your car and you're like, wow, somebody let me sit there with spinach in my yeah, teeth totally. for 10 minutes. You know what one thing there's no name for is that foam that people get on the <gasps> sides of their mouth? Oh, do I have it? What the fuck is that? I get that a lot. No, I've never seen you have that. Mm. Old men get it. Ew. Seems like maybe stoners get it. You know, it's yeah. like a dry mouth thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I've, I'm dying to talk about a couple things today. Oh, uh, what are you dying to talk about? <laughs> you roll your I'm eyes. dying to hear. Day naps. Excuse me? People that nap in the oh, day. Oh, day naps. Day napping. I was like, day naps? You know Who's that? You know, day nap. He's a soap star. His name's day naps. Day naps. No. Yeah. No, no napping. Only on weekends. I read it. I'll do naps on weekends. Yeah. But you, you and I both are Just not much. Just napping of- when I'm sick is hard enough. I read somebody's article. They admitted to taking a nap in the day, and I, Every I day. screenshotted it Every day. because I just couldn't believe if I ever take a nap, which is probably the twice a year. I don't know how anyone has You're time not, like, to nap. Proud of it? It's not something I would probably write an article about. Like, let me show you the way of my life where I need to take a nap every day. What are you five months old? <laughs> I think it's because Ariana Huffington has a new book. About napping? called The Power of Sleep or something. (sighs) She sent me a pillow that said, sleep your way to the top. Well, I'm trying that in a different direction. It's not working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. I am sleeping a lot and it's still not working. You sleep like a log. I'm a log. You just pass out. It's crazy. We talked about this at dinner. I have a whole routine. Like the room's got to be at 73. The fan's got to be on. There has to be air moving in the room and it has to be really dark. But other than that, I'm like... She's out like a light. She's like, night. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy your birthday dinner? 
It was nice. Liz and some of my girlfriends took me to dinner on yeah. Saturday at the little door. It's real good. We had some Frenchy Moroccany food and we ate a lot. And we didn't drink any alcohol. I was like, nobody's drinking. It's my birthday. <laughs> Because I don't have self-control. The group so. text chain went silent. Everybody was like, I know. Mm-hmm. Everyone woke up on Saturday morning at like 8.30 to a text that said, no drinking at dinner tonight. <laughs> like, Fuck you. Everybody um, read it and was like, let's just okay. see how long I can... <laughs> See how long I can go. I think I eat more when I'm not drinking. I do too, cares. I feel like I need a reward. I yeah. just replace one vice with another. That's all I do. That's how it works. That's how life works. Unfortunately. What else happened? Prince died. I know. It's been a really crappy year for music. Yeah. Musical death. Yeah, a lot of it. It's weird. Yeah, they be jamming in space. Yeah. They I are. mean heaven or something. I think space Hell? is a good... I have so many Prince memories to specific songs. I don't, but I did like Prince a lot. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. So young. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh, boy. You look very... Ralph Lauren. You look like you're an anchor lady. You're like, so here's what I'm presenting. I'm wearing white and beige. Very classy. Just ignore me. I like it. This is how you get ignored. She's got her white blazer on and she means business. Do you have tennis shoes to change into when you go to lunch? I'm beige, double D, double. Oh my God. Uh, um, we went to a Harper's Bizarre party. Oh yeah, we did. That was good. It was fine. Yeah, we had fun. I walked in being like, I'm not drinking. And then like some young man in like a blazer and a tuxedo had a platter of drinks. You cannot say no to those drinks. And I was like, I don't know anyone here. And I grabbed one. So I can't even socialize if I'm not. I just have to be like, I'm not drinking and I'm not hanging out. I'm somebody that's almost always early to the party. And for some reason, I was running late. And my favorite text chain from Sophia was this. Hurry up. Because <laughs> you know when you're trying to like wing your eyeliner alone. I kept hearing a ding and I was like, well, I should check that. Maybe that's the Uber. And then it's Sophia going, hey, um, how much longer? Oh, uh, your friend's here. Oh, this is here. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking kill her. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. That's the tone. Hurry up. Hurry up. And then I just get a NP. I wrote NP. You did an NP. Weird. I think I got mad at her and I go, I go, dude. <laughs> Don't tell me to hurry up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. My face is melting. My Everything's face is melting. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's gasoline. Maybe it's farts. Probably gas. <laughs> did you have any girl boss moments? I did. I actually had my girl boss moment a week ago today, and I was just telling Shira about it. I received a couple of bills that I wasn't expecting in my mailbox. And then do you ever just get in a bad mood and you're like, well, guess what? I'm in a bad mood and I'm going to take it out on whoever's in my way. I came through the front door like a bat out of hell, yelled at my kid and his friend having a play date, mm. started screaming. I go, hey, did you guys do your homework? Like some kind of maniac mom. And they were like, um, no, because we've only been home from school for 10 minutes. I was like, get upstairs, do your homework. This is crazy that you're out in the yard. Locked myself in my bedroom was like, whoa, lady. So my moment was checking it at the door. Don't bring your luggage. And that's applying to everywhere. My dates, mm-hmm. my social engagements, my work appointments. I got to drop it at the door. Yeah, drop it. Just put it in the mailbox. Yeah. Um, What's your moment? 
I think there's a few. I think one is waking up every day being like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to see people. Yeah. Just one of those times and doing it anyway. Maybe that's a girl boss moment. Honorable mention for pantsing. Prancing? Pantsing. Who did I pants? Putting on pants. Oh, got it. I had another girl boss moment, I guess, and it was we had a snafu with a friend who was really hurt that we didn't congratulate them on their marriage, but oh, yeah. they didn't really have a wedding or send an announcement or have yeah. a party. So I didn't really know what the protocol was, but they were like raging mad about it. Did and you guys joke around about the rage levels when you guys had the rage? No, but everything else I was like, I just didn't know. And you, you're always out of town and I thought I'd see you. And like, I didn't think it was, you know, if that you big get, of a deal because yeah. you didn't make a big deal out of it. And then it became a big deal. And so I was just like, you know what? I don't know who's wrong here, but I'm going to send flowers. And I that did. Nice and it kind of fixed everything. And now we have two friends back in our lives that we weren't sure why they weren't. So yeah. Good for you. I had to fine. go to Paris during your wedding. I was real upset. Where'd you get married when you got married? I got married at this place called Horton Cum Studley. It's a castle in Oxford, England. Oh my God. Yes. It's beautiful. I want to see pictures. It's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Everybody got to go into helicopters and get helipadded out. Was Prince there? No. But a lot of other people were. <laughs> what about David Bowie? Oh, uh, no. Had to think about it, though, didn't I? Wow. Was Mick Jagger? I don't want to get into all the details, but I'll bring them a photo album. Okay. That's a good accent. Every week our listeners tweet in their hashtag girl boss moment. Well, it's actually singular. It's hashtag girl boss moment. And you can also post it on Instagram and we will find it. I've seen some people have been trying to direct message me on Instagram with theirs and mm. I love it, but our producer won't find yeah. it if you do that. Like just please do it publicly if you have no shame. Thank yeah. you. And a girl boss moment is that time of the week when you felt like you owned your shit, you owned your life, you were in control of your life and it can be everything from I took a bath before I went to bed or I meditated for 10 minutes. Um, or I got dumped and I learned how to handle it. Yeah, I got fired and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Anyway, send in your girl boss moments. Tweet us, Instagram us. We're on Facebook too. Liz? I picked up my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm using this accent today for, but I like it. I hope I'm saying your name right, Yesenia. Oh, this is a good one. At underscore lady decided to stay in instead of going out and complaining the whole time because I don't want to go out. That's really good. That's my favorite thing ever. I do that all the time. That I'm was like, mine like a week ago. You can't copy me. Just kidding. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Stay in. But it's like, I'll drag myself out and then I tell everybody while I'm out, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be here, but I came. It's like, good. So stay in. So well done. Good one. Bravo. Amanda Brocksmith at a Brocksmith one says, wrote two papers and an ad, passed my final marketing exam, and put up new merch for my biz. That's awesome. That's a good one. Kayla Simone at Kayla Simone. Uh, this one just spoke to me because I love chicken pot pie. It says, perfected my chicken pot pie before hopping on a conference call to finish planning a nonprofit event. Good for you. Sometimes the good old-fashioned stuff of cooking and all that kind of good stuff gets thrown away and... It's nice to see that. I got a cool one. At Jaminals, J-A-M-I-N-A-L-S. I like Jaminals. Just opened my own upcycled candle business. Sorry for yelling. Just too excited. <laughs> I like that. All caps. I do just like the all caps. Yeah. At Geek Girl Alicia. This morning, I defied all odds and got up right after my first alarm and was in the shower by 6.49 a.m. I, too, set at least seven alarms. I'm yeah. glad if I get up by my third. 
I don't set any. And I got up at 6.20 today. Good for you. Well, I woke up at 6.20 because I went to bed at 10 like a grandma. Ooh, Kelly Martucci at Kelly with three Y's Martucci says, <laughs> a few years ago I wanted to be a photo intern and now I have my own intern. Boom. That's cute. Anna Rosa at MLB Jewelry. This really spoke to me because I spent all of yesterday like this. When you spill coffee on your white shirt and you're too bored to change clothes, so you pretend it happened while you were at work. Oh, she did it before work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a personal Sorry, hero for I'm me. I'm an idiot here. Sometimes i got to spell it out uh, for this one. Rolf. Anyway, I like that. Rolf. I spent most of yesterday. I'm just going to start barking on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I canceled a date last night because I was too lazy to shower. <laughs> That's a girl boss moment. Yeah. Liz? Yeah. This was fun. I'll see you when it's time to read the ads. Okay, bye. So I talked last week about my Squarespace. Yeah. Your gut? Yeah, my stomach. That's just ever expanding. Yeah. But there's a real Squarespace, a company called Squarespace. Shush up. Where you can build a beautiful website. Girlboss.com was built on Squarespace. And you can choose from tons of templates that are beautiful. It's easy to customize. And if you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain. Shush up your yep. face. Mm-hmm. Shady up. It's pretty cool. If you start your free trial site today at Squarespace.com... When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code GIRLBOSS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's awesome. 10%. Mm-hmm. 10%. All I'm right. going to go home and build a Squarespace. I don't know whose website's not on Squarespace, so that's the fact. Um, you might as well get 10% off. May as well do it. Yep. Let's get to the interview. If you have a favorite Alexander Wang dress or Prenza schooler bag, you may have Janae Lombardo to thank for that. Janae saw IMG Fashion Week continually supporting established designers and realized the fashion industry needed a shakeup. So she co-found Made Fashion Week, which supports emerging designers by providing them runway shows and sponsorships. She's also the founder of The Terminal Presents, a consulting company that resuscitates brands like Target, Keds, W Hotels, and more. Previously, Janae worked as the executive director of global fashion, talent, and special events for MAC Cosmetics. Hey, Janae, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I want to start at the beginning. I ask all the guests where they got their start. I know you've probably had as many jobs as I have, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited to talk about because that's kind of rare. But Janae, where did you get your start? What was your first job? And did you even go to college? I can't. Yeah, all good questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still asking myself the same one. I think I did. So I am from Cleveland. I hail from Cleveland, Ohio. So I went to an all girl private school there. That was, I think, to me, the foundation of of my overall work ethic. And that's really Mm -hmm. what encouraged me to want to push forward and and through all the the rubble out there. So I I happened to be a star field hockey player. So I went to a couple of different colleges on on field hockey scholarship. Amazing. um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What is that? It's like hockey, but you're running. Yeah. It's a super East Coast preppy girl Thing. You would like it because it was like short plaid skirts. That's what really Explains hooked me. Explains a lot me. about you. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. So I went first to a smaller college in New Hampshire where I played field hockey and I realized it wasn't challenging enough. So then I went to a Division One college, University of Rhode Island, and that was just far too much. I ended up hanging out with all the like 
skateboarders and fishermen's sons instead of the field hockey <laughs> players and football players. And I think I had my lip pierced at that point. <laughs> and and then I left and came to FIT because it's what I could afford because it was a SUNY school. And it was really difficult for me because I was putting myself through college. I was having to work a job, go to school. Plus, when you study fashion design, you've got to put in a lot of studio hours with sewing. And so my grades were just faltering. So I, I dropped out. I sincerely thought the entire time I can do this without school. Do you think that's true now that you've seen what the other side of the world looks like? Yes, I do. However, I really feel like if you're an independent, I mean, listen, nowadays, there's so many amazing schools and classes for entrepreneurs out there that didn't exist when I was in school. But I do wish I had some type of a financial understanding and core of accounting a little bit better on the business and financial side. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, those are things I've had to just learn through with mistakes. I second that <laughs> <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> so girls, learn your numbers. <laughs> so was your first job while you were in college or was it earlier? I've always hustled. So, you know, the babysitting gigs and I, I taught swimming lessons in Cleveland. But my first job was when I moved to New York City, you know, where I was sort of independent, you know, not on a college campus. Because, you know, we've all done the babysitting and waitressing stuff. So I went up and down the streets. And again, <laughs> this was before there was, you know, the internet and AOL <laughs> dial up. Like mm-hmm. I, you had to put your resume together and I had to walk the streets and go door to door. So I went up and down the different streets of New York City that I thought were cool in all of my five minutes of being there. And I got a job Mm -hmm. at this store on Broadway called Rubber Soul. And they sold Timberlands and North Face jackets. But you'd have to get a little hook to latch them down from the ceiling. It was just clothing piled on top of clothing. And it was nothing shy of luxurious (laughs) And so that was my that was my first job in New York City. And I remember wanting to be at these other stores a little further down the street. So I would frequent them. And this one time I'd left my job at Rubber Soul and I had a patent leather bag. And at the store that I wanted to work at, when I got there, I had to check my patent leather bag. And I put it on the counter and attached to it were two live mice that were stuck by their tails because it had some glue from a mouse trap. Oh, my God. And I was so mortified and so humiliated. I called my dad and my dad was like, you know what, Janae, you're such a trendsetter. Before you know it, you're going to see people walking down the streets with live animals stuck to their (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen that. (laughs) There's all kinds of things hanging off of bags and most of them are dead though. I know. So at least, I don't know, what'd you do with them? Did you like throw them out the front door? The security staff took the bag outside and and just sort of pulled them off of the bag and let them scurry about. So needless to say, you didn't get that job? No. Can you believe it? Shocking. I know. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. They're just, they're kicking themselves. What happened after that? So then um, XOXO, this clothing store down the street, had recruited me. And I worked there. I built myself up to being a manager. And I opened up one of their stores in Soho. And again, this is all before I turned 21 years old. So I was living in New York City really young and just trying to navigate it through. And I was absolutely a bumbling idiot. You know, I would just sometimes not 
open the store up in time. And I think it was the only job I was fired from. So that was the the time that I'd got fired. And then so began my hunt again. So I ended up becoming the receptionist for New York sports clubs in their corporate office. And because I was needing a free gym membership, so I thought it was a great job. Mm-hmm. One thing led to the other there, and I ended up getting a job at Versace on the women's atelier floor, which was a really big game changer for me. I never wanted to be in retail whatsoever. I wasn't mm-hmm. even sure that I particularly cared for fashion, and sometimes I'm still not sure <laughs> that I do. <laughs> but it was right when Johnny Versace had died. And so for two years, I worked worked there, and it was really difficult because I didn't understand that you needed to have contacts in order to get people into the store because women weren't just walking in from the streets buying $250,000 atelier dresses or, you know, mm-hmm. $1,000 sweaters. So I was on the floor competing with all of these older models and women that had been there and been in the city and had a whole book of people they could call and come in and shop. So I eventually ended up on the Versus floor, which was a little bit younger and cooler and had more traffic. And then I had read in the paper that there was a magazine launching called Talk Magazine that was in partnership with Miramax, Harvey Weinstein, and Tina Brown, two individuals that I had long respected and and, and been aware of. Harvey was the head of the the film company, Miramax, and Tina Brown has been a long-standing editor-in-chief of multiple magazines, including The New Yorker and Tatler in England. And so I'd read that they were doing all these amazing parties, and it was going to be this incredible magazine. So I cold-called them, and they brought me in for an interview, and I became the assistant to the publisher um, and worked for the man Ron Galati, who in his time was quite well-known, but he was the character of Mr. Big on Sex and the City that... You know, I think everybody oh, kind of knows. So he's he's the real <laughs> he's the real Mr. Big. And he said to me, if you don't fuck up and I don't fire you, I'll give you whatever job that you want. And I was like, Okay, I'll try. So I did a really great job for him. We I, I think there was this Italian mentality in this respect that we both had. Like he was really hard, but he was a lot more bark than he was bite. And then uh, I went on to do events for Talk Magazine, and then it eventually folded shortly after 9-11. So I was part of its inception and its demise. And that was really an amazing part of my career to get to see the way a company, an actual startup functions and see how quickly it can actually go away. (laughs) Yeah. And so you work for the publisher and I, you know, it's so funny, the magazine world, everybody talks about editors, nobody talks about publishers Mm -mm. and what that job entails and how critical a publisher is to any publication. Can you describe like what a publisher is and working for him? Did you learn like the business side of things? Just Yeah, I think I think a lot of us, or at least when we're young, we tend to romanticize certain jobs because of what we see in the movies and what we've heard about and read. And none of it's really truly glamorous. It looks good on paper. But for a magazine, in order for it to stay in business, it has to get ad pages from the advertisers. So Mm -hmm. the publisher is in charge of building customized proposals to advertisers to try to pitch their business and get X number of ad pages throughout the year. So I would be a part of putting those proposals together. And that was really where I learned a lot about strategy. I by no means was spearheading it, but I was participating in the meetings and understanding, you know, okay, 
you know, let's just say there's a watch company and really understanding what their target was, what, you know, what message they wanted to convey. And we would sort of build these strategies around that. And then those pages would be obviously paid for. And there was no online at the time, I believe. And if there was, it was just a blip in the radar. So, you know, without those ad pages, magazines don't operate. What was it like working with someone like Tina Brown? I still am not sure she ever really knew my name, but it was incredible to be in meetings with Tina, with people like Ariana Huffington and, you know, anybody from the Hearst family and Harvey Weinstein. And I just remember sitting there and being like, I can't get to where they are fast enough. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they're not even looking at me. They have no idea who I am, nor would they. But it was also in an era when... There was such an established hierarchy. I think Mm -hmm. people are a lot kinder now. You know, when you were at the bottom of the food chain, you were just this minion. And people never really put faith that you actually were going to amount to something. It was really old school mentality. But it was was definitely a learning experience, one of which, like, when I go to, like, those parties at WME IMG, like you were saying, it emotional recalls right back to... You know, me still feeling like this little insignificant girl um, who's trying to still figure herself out. Girlboss Radio is also brought to you by ShipStation.com. That's S-H-I-P. And I'm someone who shipped a lot of packages. And I've written about shipping packages and I've, mm-hmm. you know, gotten you many like to a watch them cut. go out the door. And I bring them out the door. I bring them right up to the post office desk. Yeah, you do. And they knew my name. And if, so you're, one of those here. People, if you're one of those people running a small business or even a medium-sized business, you need ShipStation.com. It's the number one choice of online sellers. They'll help you choose the right carrier so that you can get the lowest rate for That's every package. So you can use USPS, UPS, FedEx, mm-hmm. easily create shipping labels, and track your orders on the go from your phone anywhere you are. I like that. Liz, tell our listeners what they can get from ShipStation today. Well, you can try ShipStation for 30 days and get an additional month free, but only if you use the offer code GIRLBOSS. Don't wait. Do it now. Go to ShipStation.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in GIRLBOSS. That's ShipStation.com. GIRLBOSS. You're talking about the establishment. I think that's just so interesting because in many ways, Janae, and I want to get into what you did with Mac and and then launching Made, mm-hmm. you've kind of pulled the rug out from under the establishment in many ways. That's kind of what you've made your career doing, which yeah. I think is pretty fascinating. So I think you can take some credit for, for that changing in the world, especially in fashion with what you've done with Made. But after Talk Magazine... After Talk Magazine, I went quickly to do some freelance gigs at other magazines. It was when the economy tanked. It was a really tender time for a lot of us that were in New York City during 9-11 and just the world in general. It was a really confusing time. And then I ended up at Interview Magazine. From Interview, my former boss, John Dempsey, who's the president of Estee Lauder, who you and I both know, I really owe a lot of my career to him. He plucked me from Interview and his associate, Natalie Moore, And they Mm -hmm. brought me to Mac and they were like, we don't completely have a specific job for you, but there's an opening here. Just get in, Mm -hmm. own it, and then we'll grow you into the role. So I was there for almost seven years 
with MAC Cosmetics, Sean John Fragrances. John Dempsey's so cool. I mean, he is that guy who's like, yeah, you, let's do this. He you is. Know? But I think he I think he responds to people like us because he's not quite sure what to do with us, but he knows uh-huh. he needs us in some way, shape, uh-huh. or form and that we matter. Well, because yeah. you had your sold-out lipstick. Yeah, uh-huh. that was insane. You guys sold yeah. out in what, like a minute? I like a day or two or something. That was pre-Kylie. So <laughs> I know. I keep meeting with him to be like, please, can we make makeup together? And it's like, you know, they're just not set up to do that. But yeah. I mean, Nasty Gal has to do cosmetics someday. I know. <sighs> anyway, what did you do at MAC? So ultimately, the role that I came into and slash developed, it was the executive director of talent, fashion, and events. So I think the event side is pretty self-explanatory. Um, would help concept events. Talent was identifying future talent for collaborations such as yourself, designer collaborations, the Viva Glam campaign, somebody like like Lady Gaga. I had brought her in in her infancy when she was still cutting up those little plastic cups to use as shoulder pads, like pre-Nicola time, and identifying who was going to be great for the brand because it's like anything that has a turnover time in it, like makeup, I think we were working with 12 months to 18 months turnover, sometimes even two years. You had Mm -hmm. to bank on a talent being at their peak or very well into their peak at the two-year mark. And then the fashion side was establishing a fashion department. And that was because Macos considers themselves to be the number one makeup artist brand of choice backstage. So working with all the different designers on their makeup sponsorship, identifying who we needed to do collaborations with, who we needed to support globally, um, and then just doing activations around that. So it was a really fun job. It put me in front of a lot of amazing people. A lot of them are my peers now, and I made a lot of friends. So here we are. What was your proudest moment, and what piece of talent? Piece of talent. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> A little hot like, piece of talent. Yeah. Well, a hot there. piece of talent was your favorite. Did you wrangled, <laughs> Janae? Well, we had a real humdinger of a time with uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga. That was fun. Oh, amazing. I mean, that was epic. It was, you know, nobody, even John made her wait in the waiting room for like an hour. He would never remember that or admit to it, but uh-huh. I'm on to him. That's cool. I mean, I sat there in this. Estee Lauder corporate office and she sat there with like a teacup I swear to God and I was like there's nothing in your teacup but and she had the most perfect posture so I was nobody really knew if she was gonna turn into anything so that was quite cool and then it was launching you know made uh, was formerly called Mac and Milk and Hmm. so I established that there in partnership so with Mac Milk Studios and then Keith Baptista my other partner in Maid, who was a producer at KCD at the time. So that was really big and really important. And it was something that we thought we were doing it for a season. And we had no idea how big it was going to be. And then, you know, just I think a year ago, we got bought by WMEIMG. How would you describe what Maid does? What we set out to do originally was respond to the economic crisis and allowing designers that would have normally gone out of business or were struggling to do a show, we underwrote the cost of their shows in their entirety. Within Milk Studio space, we built out mm-hmm. a runway space. We allowed for two designers to show a day. So we sort of amortized that investment throughout the week. And then we 
to make it convenient for editors and buyers, upstairs on the eighth floor of Milk Studios, we did group presentations. So that was something that at the time had never been done. And what it did is that it allowed for designers such as Public School and Suno and Joseph Altazara to be exposed to a level of editors and buyers that would have not normally come to their presentations because they were off-site or off-calendar. And this is, mm -hmm. we, we put it all under one roof. So you were going to a Paranza Schooler show downstairs and then up to see Joseph Altazara. And it was a really exciting time. And we encouraged the designers to design their spaces as if it was like a gallery. So our designers, they're artists, they're multimedia talents. So they incorporated music and video. And, and so it was really quite cool. And now what we've become, that's still at the core and the base of what we do. And we've expanded into Paris and we're just launching LA, as you know, in June. But we've become a content creator and we've really started to create a lot of native content, all of our kids, and really empowering them to pick up a camera or write something for us and, and posting it across our platforms and our media partner platforms. So for us at the end of the day, I mean, what I would say is that Made is an underdog that is a hub of creativity that believes in the, the next future of talent across the board. What kind of grief did you get along the way saying like, hey, guess what? We're going to set up our own little fort over here and take on the behemoth that is, you know, IMG fashion. Week. It was horrible. It was really horrible. I mean, the idea, even w when it was concepted at Mac internally, this is one of the greatest moments in my career in that I ne had never heard no so many times ever than when we had the idea of Made Fashion Week between some of the biggest editors out there some producers, internal staff at the company that I'd worked for. And it motivated me that anytime somebody says no, you absolutely positively can do it. You just, they're saying no because it's never been done before. They're saying no because they're scared mm -hmm. that you're going to outshine them. There's, you know, people say no for very specific individual reasons. And it, it's so important to just rise above it and say, okay, well, this path might be a no. Where's the path that's going to lead to a yes? And that's what we had to navigate around. And it was really tricky. I mean, it, it aged us. It really aged uh, us. I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it on you, but <laughs> we'll talk about that I need, later. <laughs> I, need, I need this. I need the secrets. Is there more kind of brewing? Can you talk about any of that? Yeah, it? a yes to everything. I think that we're small and malleable and that lets us respond, you know? So I think we'd be foolish if we just stayed in our ways. And I think that's why a lot of these other companies have grown antiquated in their systems because they think that once you establish an idea and it works, that that's just how it's always going to be. And that's not the case. You've got to continue to sort of ebb and flow and respond to the way socioeconomically things are moving. Like, you know, even with MADE internally, we're constantly saying, okay, well, the horizon is, is shifting and we have mm -hmm. to shift our platform to respond to it. So, mm -hmm. listen, it's been great. We were really hesitant to sell the company, but we also mm -hmm. had to because we were reliant on partner dollars. So people like Maybelline and American Express and Lexus who give us their money, that's what fuels our business. Mm -hmm. And so we had to sell to relieve some of the burden from me and my, my two business partners. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you sell a company, your baby that you have created, it goes to another home. It goes to other parents. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't have picked better 
partners than WMEIMG. They've been terrific. Well, it and sounds like it. You're with them. Like you understand like they're a massive media company and so they're really mm-hmm. helping us from a content perspective and that's that's really where where we have the most amount of fun. What was it like? It was the most anticlimactic moment of my life. <laughs> it was so that's... odd. I was in my apartment and good. my business partners were in different countries and we got this email from our banker and lawyer saying the transaction's been complete. Congratulations. And it's like, you're like, um, where's the balloons? Where's the party? I was like, all right. And you just kind of go along with the rest of your day. And it's like, you kind of want everybody that sees you to be like, ooh, did that girl just sell her company? But now uh-huh. you just, it's the same old shit. You just, yeah. <laughs> it's not like Disneyland on your birthday. No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And you also have a consulting business. Yeah. So I started the Terminal Presents the same time that I left. MAC Cosmetics. And it was really initially it was because when you work for a corporation, they have caps on how much money you can make. And there's all these procedures. And, you know, I just I I got really confused. I couldn't understand it anymore. And so I was like, you know, I'm getting offers from these other companies to take on their business and do similar projects to what I did with with MAC. So now what we are is we're a small consulting agency we work specifically with brands to help them realign themselves or align themselves with the millennials and the younger customer base. I hate using the word millennial when I'm speaking to them, but to make sure that there's a dialogue between their product and their consumer. I'm lucky enough that I get to work with brands like Playboy and Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been really good to me. I'm just starting to work with Buick, which will be great because I get to go to Detroit to General Motors and you know, that's real American heritage stuff. So that's yeah. really fun. I'm going to Detroit in like a week or two weeks. Or yeah, something. we're actually, yeah, you are. You're going for our yeah. friend's wedding. Yeah. I coincidentally, I'm not going to the wedding, but I'm there that Thursday and Friday for, for oh, General so Motors. Funny. Yeah, they, so they, 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 they asked if I had a driver's license and if so I could test drive the new car that we're going to be working on. And I just had these Ooh. visions of, yes, I have a driver's license, but I don't operate cars that often living in New York. (laughs) And I had these visions of me like crashing this car in the test drive and like not being removed from the job. And anyway. (laughs) So Texture is this awesome app where you can pretty much read every magazine that exists. When it comes to magazines, you know what you like. And with Texture, you can get all the magazines you want in one super convenient place. Texture has completely reimagined magazines, giving you the articles and stories you really want all in one place, plus interactive features, videos, and recommendations just for you. So you can get everything from Architectural Digest to Allure to Billboard, Bloomberg, Business Week, Bon Appetit, Brides, Canadian Business, Car and Driver, CNET, Condé Nast Traveler, Health, Hello, Housekeeping, Hot Rod, GQ, House and Home, Lulu, Life, Liz, what? Tell us what the best part is. Texture is offering listeners a free trial right now. When you go to texture.com slash girlboss, you'll gain immediate entry to all the top magazines, including back issues and bonus video content. Start binge reading for free right now when you go to texture.com slash girlboss. Texture.com slash girlboss. Emerging talent has been, or just talent in general, has been such a big part of your career, and especially up and coming talent. And there's 
a lot of up and coming talent that listens to this podcast. How would you say for someone who's looking to be spotted or to get their name out there, what kind of advice would you give them? And then also, yeah, just generally, like, what are the traits that you look for when you say, all right, I really want this designer to show, all right, this person's going to create great content. We need to be doing something together. Sure. A lot of it is intuitive. And I think you understand that as well. Like we don't quantify success, you know, for us, it's like, do you vibe with us? And sometimes, you know, there's financially successful designers that we don't end up working with because it's just not, it's not the right spirit for us. We're not saying that we also don't want to breed and support and nurture talent that's going to go on to be very financially successful, but sometimes it's more of a spirit. Obviously, creativity has to be there first and foremost and a clear vision. We love for designers to have an understanding of the business and and to let go of their ego a bit. If it's just about establishing a name for yourself, then I worry sometimes that you know that creative ego can get too much in the way of your own success. And I think mm-hmm. that's something to really watch out for. And second of all, like, what else do you bring to the table? Like, are you also a musician? Because we really love those more robust, well-rounded talents that that have sort of multi-dimensions where it's not just a, a, a runway show, that it's so much more than that. For the people listening, like, how do you get your name out there if you are that talent and maybe don't know someone who knows you? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're all just a click away from our customers. And mm-hmm. I think that the importance of social media is huge. And it used to not be that way. So if designers just a decade ago could do it, designers now should be doing it even better because Mm -hmm. you don't need that middleman of that buyer, that editor necessarily. You can create your own platform and create your own voice Mm -hmm. and really communicate that message in your words. And I think you just need to really utilize that because sometimes there are some designers out there that They've got more followers than they do pieces in in a collection that are moving. There's currency in eyeballs. And so how do you make money off of those eyeballs? It's it's important. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's trying to figure that out. Yeah. (laughs) So on every episode, I ask my guests what your girl boss moment of the week was. And so it's also something that our listeners tune in with and they use hashtag girl boss moment and they tweet in and Instagram in what it is in the last week that they did that was kind of like their crowning achievement or made them feel like they were in control of their life? And I guess I'll ask you, Janae, in the last week, what was your girl boss moment? That's a great question. And it's such an important one to ask. And we work really hard on everything we do. I mean, I I work really hard on going to the gym. I work really hard on being Mm -hmm. as good of a mom to my children and, and as being a good of a, you know, worker to my different clients and a girlfriend to my boyfriend and all of these things. And What I realized is that in certain areas, I wasn't seeing different results. So for me, this mantra that's been really important for me this week has been, if you want to see different results, you've got to be willing to do different things. And so Mm -hmm. that's been something that I've been, you know, even with the gym, you know, when you sort of plateau and it's like, oh man, but I've been putting in all this time. It's like, you've been doing what now your body is used to doing. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's all about getting out of our comfort zones And if you want to go right, try going left. Just try it once, Mm -hmm. even if it's for a day. And and, and maybe it's wrong, but see what what kind of results come back to you that might be a little bit different from the usual. Yeah, so that's been my week, and I've been testing it out. And it's, it's quite fun because... I think like it's all about energy and you know if you allow for different areas of energy to open up you're going to 
you know, welcome in new and positive changes. And so mm-hmm. unblock that old energy, say something different, hang out, meet new people, hang out with different people that, you, you know, not the same people you're usually with. And it'll just open up so much more in your life. Janae, thank you so much. Thank this you has so been much really for having fun. me. This is actually a good catch up for us. So it was I fun. know. Let me know next time you're here. I mean, I'm going to be in Detroit when you're there, but I probably won't see you. You'll be driving. You'll be crashing yeah. into things. Um, you'll be telling the automobile men, like, this is what you need, motherfuckers. Like, you're a baller. All right, that was Girl Boss Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Mickey Agrawal, the CEO and co-founder of Thinks, period, panties. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Kristen Meinzer, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And if you haven't read Girl Boss, go do it now. It's a prerequisite for anything. You can buy it at nastygal.com, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold. You can pre-order Nasty Galaxy, my second book that's out October 4th on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And please subscribe to our little newsletter that I send out with a push of my own little finger called Girl Boss Diary. And please let us know what you think of the show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at girlboss. Our email address is info at girlboss.com. And you can find me, Sophia Amoruso, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, the Spotify app, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. Oh, yeah, Google Chromecast. We're doing that. Thanks also to the band Phases for our theme song and to my husband, Joel Dark DeGraff, for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll be back next week. Girl, bye.